I want to welcome all of you who are with us on live streaming. Welcome to this special Sunday. May your word find place in our hearts. And may Christ be magnified. May bondages be broken in the name of Jesus. May financial prayers be answered. And may every doubt concerning our prosperity and increase be dispelled. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Make it, we pray, have place in our hearts, cause it to do what you've sent it to do. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Clap your hands and welcome First Fruits Sunday. Now, some of people, some people are going, are going, woo, and others are saying, what is that? I'll try it again. Welcome, this is now the beginning and the opening of First Fruits for Metro. I got this side, this side understands it. Okay, those of you that don't understand it, I'm going to explain it to you so you can understand. And the way I'm going to help, the way I'm going to explain what First Fruit Sunday is and season is, is I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and I'd like you to, to, to work on a relationship with the person next to you. Work on a relationship sit, sit, uh, with the person sitting next to you. Just answer some quick, some simple questions. What was the first car you ever owned? Or bought. Somebody said, I'm still paying for it. What was the first car you ever drove? Okay? Tell your name. What was the first car you ever drove? Well, what was your first car? There it is. There it is. What was your first car? How many of you? Raise your hand if you remember. Do you remember the color? You remember? You remember <laughs> Do you remember the make? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the quirks about it? Yes. First car I owned, I had to, when you stopped, when you turned, when you stopped at the stoplight, the engine would cut off. So you had to get out, get a can of gasoline, prime the car, raise the hood, prime the carburetor, slam it back down, get back in, fire it back up, and, and keep going. It's an amazing car. It was a gift. Amen. My first car. And, okay, this it was, it was. It was a Studebaker. Green. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ball, but it was mine. It was the first one. It was great. So I'm, I'm asking you another question. A mm. little more personal. Do you remember your first kiss? I'm not talking about mom and dad. Everybody, their face. When, 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 not when. With whom was your first kiss? I don't remember their name, but I will, okay, right? You're not going to tell anybody. Tell your neighbor, what, what, what was that? You remember how old you were? Lionel doesn't remember. Your kisses have stolen his memory. All he remembers is you. It's, it's kind of amazing how God has fixed it so that things that change your life, 
experiences that you've never had register in your heart and mind as first. And they're preeminent. And because for most people, those things, is, as the, most, the more important they are, the more indelible they register. What was your first job that you got paid for? Raise your hand if you remember your first job that you were paid for. I, I bet with that hand, I bet you remember where you were. I bet you remember how to get there. I bet you remember what you had to do, even the details thereof. It's an amazing thing. Does anybody remember their first kindergarten teacher? Raise your hand if you remember your first. Look around. This is amazing. My, my teacher was Miss, Miss Turtle. That was her name. And she had a hard shell, just like turtles. She had a hard belt like turtles. Okay, this is the, the some, th this one's important. When was the first time you got a show enough spanking? And you remembered it. Do you remember your first spanking? Now, the one you remember is the one that counted. All the other ones. There's something about us that remembers important first. God has worked it that way. In fact, God the creator has created, his creation runs in cycles. And every cycle, at the beginning of every cycle, is a repeat of first, like the first day of the week. Test, what is the first day of the week? Are you sure? It's kind of amazing to me because if you open Google Calendar or if you open, um, uh, uh, is it, that, what's the other one? Uh, uh, not Google, but the other calendar. Outlook, it is, many times the calendar, it, the way it's set up is Monday is on the first of the calendar and Sunday is at the end of the week. Has anybody ever wondered why we worship on Sunday? It's kind of amazing. I, I, I want to give you some first and help you understand what we are engaging in this, this week and for the next few weeks. It's kind of amazing because we attend church on Sunday because Sunday is the first day of the week. Why is that so significant? Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week. The only reason why we worship on Sunday is because Jesus rose from the dead on Sunday because we honor him as first. That's why we do that. It's not the only day we can worship, but the church as it developed chose Sunday because of his resurrection. And by the way, some of you may not get it yet, but how you treat the first day of the week impacts the rest of the week. The Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays are impacted by that one day, Sunday. When you dishonor the Sunday, you negate much of the blessing that you could have the rest of the days. 
It's quite amazing. We give God. Does anybody, has anyone ever heard of a tithe? I think we just talked about it. When you tithe, you give God. Well, let me ask it this way. Is it possible for you to, to give 10%? The word tithe means 10%. That's the literal meaning of the word. Tithe means 10th. When you give a tithe, a tenth, is it possible to give a tenth? Is it possible to give a tenth of your income and not tithe? I'm asking the question. Okay, let me show it. Let me let me demonstrate that for you. I won't be before you long. I need, as it were, I, I was looking at my own wallet. I don't have tens. I got twenties, but I don't have tens. I need it might be well, I think you got I think this congregation has got ten dollar bills. I need ten ten dollar bills. Can I, can I ask someone to come up here and just lay? I promise you can have it back. The 10, ten $10 bills. Put it just laying right across here. Ten, ten dollar bills. Can you do that? Thanks, Bernard. I appreciate it, man. Thank God you're making money. Praise God. Just straighten up, right? By the way, remember, remember who did this. So I want you to come get it. So you can. I got one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. I need six more. Is that right? Thank you, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you for helping me with my illustration. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I just need three more $10 bills. Eight. Here, here they come. That's awesome. Nine. Ten. Clap your hands. Amen. Thank you very much. Now, what, now it's kind of a, now, that rep, 10 times 10 is. So if you had $100, that's what you got paid for 20 minutes of work. Hallelujah. Clap your hands. Amen. Uh, I, I'd rather get $100 for uh, third, uh, for one, yeah, $100 for five minutes of work. How many of y'all could check you could do? Anybody, anybody game? $100, $100 for five minutes of work. You figured that out, huh? $100 for five minutes of work. How many of y'all could buy that? You can say, yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> You're thinking about it. Okay, cool. One more time. I would like to have $100 for five minutes of work. Raise your hand. Lord, those that believe it, let it be, let it be so. Let it be so, Father. Let, out of the illustration, show them what you can do. Give them the opportunity in the name of Jesus. For everybody joining us on live streaming, wouldn't that be awesome that you got 100 bucks for every five minutes of work? All you got to do is solve a, solve a $100 problem. That's all you got to do. Amen. Well, when you give $100, is it possible to give a 10% of it, which $10 out of 100 is $10, right? Ten, all right. Is it possible to give a 10 and not tithe? Is it possible? It's not a trick question. Is it possible to, to, give a hun- to give a tenth out of this amount and not tithe? Uh, for those of you who said yes, I hope you know why. Because, it's, because the tithe, write it down, is the first 10%. The first one. Now that can complicate it for some people because they say, how am I supposed to know which one is the first one? I just get a paycheck. 
I'm going to give you a revelation. Speak it to your neighbor. The first one you pay. The first one you pay. Why? Because the first one you pay gets the honor. So what happens to a lot of God's people, and one reason why they forfeited much of what he has for them is because they do give a tenth eventually. Look at your name and say, eventually. In other words, what that means, what that means is they, they got all kinds of things pressing on them. You know, things like, come on, help me, car payment. Give me something else. Mortgage, give me something else. Groceries, give me something else. Light bill. Who? Insurance. Cell phone. Lord, you couldn't live without your cell phone. Rent. Rent. Right, right, right. Credit cards. Look at your neighbor. Raise your hand if you have a credit card in this room. Lord, would you please leave it high and look around? Common. I believe if you got a cell phone, you got a credit card. And a bill to go with it. Now, what's amazing to me, beloved, on this First Fruit Sunday is when you, when you, and right now I'm speaking about tithing, when you tithe, it's possible for you to give, it's possible for you to give a tenth of your earnings, that's what a tithe means, but there's something you missed. There's something paramount that you blew it, and you can fix it right now. The reason why God sets up the tithe because there's the principle of first things that he wants you to honor. So when you put him first, he gets his, come on, y'all talk to me. First, look at your neighbor and say, Lord, he's talking to you right now. Amen. That's why tithe is so, so, so powerful because it puts you in mind of who you honor and it's very real. It's so real until God has established in his own character himself as first. And as we sing, Lord, you deserve it. Why is he first? Well, a number of reasons. One of the reasons is because he created everything. Look at your name. Said everything you see. Everything you see. He created everything. Yeah, yeah. He's first because all things are held together by him. He's first because without him you would not be. God reserves that place for him and not for anybody else. Even in the commandments, he says, "Thou shalt have no other where." Before me, and one translation says, beside me. Tell your neighbor, there's nobody who compare compared to God. Amen. And no one can take his place. So my question for you is, what place does God have in your life? Is he your number one? I started last week talking about first, and I happen helping us to understand why that is so crucial and why it's so important. And God alone knows your, in your heart what is first for you. Here's the way the Lord says it. It's a powerful verse of scripture. In fact, it's in Romans chapter 14. I think most of you even have, you might have even uh, memorized this. Um, in Romans 14, it says, seek ye 
Come on. First, the what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and Ooh, yeah, see, so if you read right, and you read 14, if you read before, you see, you, you, oh, I'm sorry, I said Romans 14, didn't I? That's not right. That's not right. Nobody corrected me. That's not 14. There's a powerful one in 14, but that's not wrong. 633, which one is that? There you go. It's Matthew 633. Why don't you find that in your, in your Bible? Because that is incredibly important. Matthew 6. 33, it's, it, you, 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 you probably ought to start charting. You can begin charting your success and your life from Matthew 6, 33. Jesus is talking. It's very powerful. Will somebody read it to me, please? All these things, you got to underline that, uh, highlight it in your Bible. All these things, all these things. When the Lord talks about first things, this is one of the, one of the most powerful scripture and gives you direction. It resets your compass. It recalibrates your life. It, it resets your priorities. Why don't you set up yourself to succeed? The Lord said, I, here's what I want you to go after. Here's what I want you to make your, not only, but your number one pursuit. Of all the things in your life, in everything that you have to contend with. In fact, for many of you, this is the challenge right now. You got so many things pressing against you. You got war on every hand. In the family realm, in the financial realm, in the work realm, in the social realm, you got all these, in the parental realm, you got all these challenges coming at you. Excuse me, I hope I'm not talking to the wrong people. If you have challenges after your life, raise your hand and look around so you'll see you in good company, okay? You got stuff. Now listen to me, I heard the prophetic words about 2000, I heard the prophetic words about 2020 and about this year and the great things that God's gonna do. But I've never had a week like the last week and a half, two weeks. How many of you had some crazy stuff going on? I mean, berserk. I got a phone call the other, the other night. Uh, you know, my, my, finally, my daughter's out of surgery, and you know they're trying to, they're trying to unnerve us by all the things that didn't go right or might not gone right or might happen. They don't know what's going on, and you know I got to go to God and talk. I said I need to talk to God because I know they're doing the best they can do, but I need to talk to God. I got my assurance from God, and God confirmed it later. So when finally they sent her home, and you know, her liver's working well, praise the Lord. You know, her numbers are going down. Thank you, Jesus. You know, and then she said, well, I don't have any energy. I don't have any energy. I want to just go, Ehh. And then, they, then they, they sent it to the oncologist. You don't go to the oncologist unless there's a threat of uh-huh. So they send my baby, my baby, to the oncologist. Oh, you devil is a lie. So anyway, she goes to the oncologist and I and I so what I do, what I do, I got all these challenges, several. And then I could talk about I can't call the names, but I got challenges around me. And so I decided, I said, you know what? In all these challenges, let me talk to God. So the first thing in the morning, Lord have mercy, I'm talking about first. So the first thing in the morning when I wake up and 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 get comfortable.
comfortable, if you understand what I'm saying, because usually when in the morning you got to get comfortable, amen, because it's that discomfort that woke you up. Amen. Anyway, when in the morning you get comfortable, and the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to go in my place where me and the Lord have our conversations. And while I'm in there praying, I said, now, Lord, you know, now you know everything, and, 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 and I, I, you, you know what you promised me. So I'm, I'm in there talking, and, 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 and the response I get is, what you worried about? Well, because they said, that it, it, yeah, I know what they said, but what you worried about? Well, by the way, I don't know what you guys did, but a few days after my daughter was born, without her permission, I didn't wait for her to determine what her gender was. Some of y'all are not responding to me. That's okay. That's cool. That's cool. That was already predetermined when she came here. Let the people say amen. amen. All y'all been pre, we, all those of you have been programming wrong. May God bless you and turn your amen. Fix your mind. Amen. So I, I, what, the first thing I did is my wife and I, when she came here on the scene, one of the first things we did is we said, Lord, I said, look at your neighbor. Say the first thing we did. We said, Lord, this child, we have this child by your hand. I mean, we did the work. It was wonderful work. <laughs> it was wonderful work. Anyway, it went, it's a bam, here she comes. And man, I don't know about you, but when I first saw my child, I was like, OMG. I mean, I, I, I thought all babies were ugly. I told you that many times. My baby was the most beautiful girl in the world because she, re I, I, she reflected the face of my wife. And man, I'm just, we, first thing we did, we, first thing we did, uh, we didn't do it quite that way, but you'll relate to this. Behold! <laughs> Behold! Think that, that which is greater than yourself. Well, we, we, we gave her back to God. We dedicated. First thing, let's just say first thing. First thing we did, we dedicated her to God. She didn't have no say about that. We, we made, why? Because that's what God instructed us to do. So when I went back to the Lord, talked to the Lord, which you can't hear me, I'm sorry. So when I talked to the Lord, he got real clear. He just said, uh, what you worried about? I said, oh, Lord, okay, good, I'm good. So the doctor comes back and said, nope, everything's fine. I, 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 I decided I'm going to this doctor visit to hear what's going on. So we, my wife and I got in the car and drove to the doctor's office. We, you know, can you imagine a doctor comes in, two, two grown people, we, we picked, took me up, took to the doctor, and we were two grown people sitting up in the office. You know, ain't, ain't but room for two people in that room, right? So, you know, <laughs> and she come in and said, oh, hi, hello, hello. And then she said, well, she was light. And she said, well, you know, as we suspected, your iron's low. We, you know, we're just going gonna, gonna to fix that, blah, 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 blah. And so, so she's through the crises officially. Uh, it should have been official when the first time God said, what are you worried about? But the point is, when we left the room, we took her back home, and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I, I'm not worried. I am not losing another ounce of sleep over this because this is in your hands. 
I get a phone call last night. Dad, I said, well, you, how many of you know the sound of your child's voice uh, tells you right now whether it's good or bad? Have I got a parent in the house? You know your kids so well. When it, when it ain't right, you can the first word. Dad, I said, oh, that devil is a lot. I'm thinking. She said, somebody just hit me. I said, what? You know, I'm about to go get my shotgun. I, no, no, no. Somebody, somebody rammed in the back and then took off. I said, what? Hit and run? She said, yeah. And then I, I, I said, how, how are you? I'm, oh, Dad, I'm fine. I'm fine. And a few minutes later, she called me back. She said, Dad, somebody saw my hit and run and chased the car down, took a picture of the license plate and the vehicle, and brought it back, came back and said, if you need me to be a witness, I will be a witness. Oh, what is that? What, what is that? It's called first. Who do you honor first? Man. And I, I've never heard such a craziness. Oh, and the policemen, they got the, you know, by the way, be, be good because cameras is watching you everywhere. In fact, uh, I was told even when your phone's off, they can hear you. Amen. So, so in, in, anyway, what was that? Oh, yeah, first. So wh what the Lord has done is he, he's, he has wanted this lesson to be learned and practiced by all that believe and love him. He's wanted this to be something that's a part of your life because it is the avenue and the way your father God makes you, puts you in first place. It's the way God helps you to win. The principle of first things is the way God teaches you how to conquer and to overcome your situations. It's, a, it's the principle that God lays down so that you can, you can face every challenge with confidence because you know and he knows who's first in your life. And all the people said amen. As we open today and talk about first things, I, I want you to consider, consider the fact that God he uh, didn't make a mistake about this. First day of the week, we worship God. It's the first 10% that we offer to God. And of course, Isaac, who was the first of two sons, uh, um, excuse me, uh, uh, Isaac was the, the first son of Abraham. My God, Abraham, Abraham, he understood it very well. He understood this principle of first things so implicitly that he, that when he, when he finally, after 25 years of praying and hoping for a son, and the son comes, and Isaac comes, and his wife Sarah, God gave her strength to have the child. You know, she's in her 90s. Are you there, saints? Man, that had to be awesome. So, God promised Abraham that he would be the father of a multitude. And he said, Abraham, I want you to count the stars because you, you, can you count? Lord, I can't count them too many. He says, that's what your seed, that's what your children are going to be like. Abraham, in the daytime, look at the sand. Can you count the grains? Of, he said, too many, Lord. He said, Abraham, that's the numbers of your seed that are going to exist 
through you. And he's still called Abram, which means exalted father. And it's a joke because he has no children. And people are talking about his wife because she has no children. The tradition says she used to help bear, bring children in the world, but she has none. Can you imagine every time a baby's born, she's holding the baby and she's thinking, Lord, everybody else getting blessed. Have you ever felt that way? Everybody else seems to be getting blessed but me. Would you raise your hand if, if you've ever felt that before? It, it could be that this simple word today may be the hammer that breaks open the thing that God really wants for you. Because God is a God of the first. It's so incredible because he, he sows it, he weaves it into everything. And this First Fruit Sunday, we look at that. <laughs> Jacob, who's the first of two sons, mm-hmm, what happens, God brings Isaac. Isaac comes, and then Isaac uh, birthed Jacob and then Jacob <laughs> has 12 sons Lord have mercy and out of the 12 sons you get the 12 tribes of Israel check out what happens when you give God the first he gives he gives Isaac to God his first child and then Isaac has Jacob Jacob and Esau in fact and Jacob has 12 sons and the 12 sons thousands of projects thousands of children generations until they grow to be a company of a minimum of 2 million people in, in those days because God is a God that will do exactly what he says when you offer the first the rest will come I want you to repeat that to you never. if you offer him the first the rest will be blessed this is the principle of first things. It's amazing. Whatever is done with the first fruits determines what happens with the rest. That's why Israel is blessed to this very day. When she was tried to be destroyed, God saved and protected her. Thousands of years later, they're still blessed because of what Abraham did. In fact, there's no personality known any better than Abraham. Even unbelievers know about Abraham. You say, Father Abraham, they know what you're talking about. It's an amazing thing. God said, Abraham, through you, through your seed, all of the families of the earth are going to be blessed. That's why it's paramount for you to understand this principle. So, um, let me let me let me let me do this for you. When you tithe, it's one tenth. Am I correct? Did I say that right? It's one tenth. That's that's important. Why why one tenth? Well, the number ten in the scripture is the number for redemption. This is very interesting because the tithe redeems the rest. The ten percent given to God redeems the 90%. There were 10 plagues in Egypt. The 10 plagues in Egypt is what brought redemption from tyranny and evil and slavery for the whole nation. By the time the 10th one came, they said, get out of here, Israel. And God set her free. 
The Ten Commandments are given to redeem us from destruction. By the way, don't put down the Ten Commandments. It's really, maybe you've never had the teaching on what they really mean. Just maybe you want to write it down. The Ten Commandments keep you from ten plagues which bring ten deaths. The ten, obeying the Ten Commandments keeps you from destruction. And that's why God, Jesus said, if, if, you, if you obey the first two, it's you, you, actually the rest of them are included. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. That's the first commandment. And Jesus said to the rich young ruler, when you obey this one, man, that's the first one. That has pro that gives that not only brings promise, it bring, brings blessing, and the rest of the commandments are really outfolding from the first. When you get the first one right, the others start. When you love God with all your heart, excuse me, you are not gonna rob from your neighbor when you love God. Tell your neighbor what I said, Amen. When you love God, you you you, you when you love God, okay, here you go. When you love God, you ain't gonna cheat on your wife. When you love when you love God, you're not gonna you're not gonna destroy your children. When you love God, you'll give not only eight hours of good work for the, for the money you're getting, you'll give a little more work. When you love God, when you love God, nobody has to worry about you driving drunk, hitting six or seven cars, and keep going. I'm sorry, am I talking to the right people? When you love God, it impacts your attitude. It impacts the way you live. When you don't love God, you live wretched. No, ratchet. That's what they say today, right? Ratchet? Ratchet. You know, a ratchet life comes from somebody who has never learned to love God. The first commandment they miss. When you miss the first one, you mess up all the rest. First fruits is a principle that brings into your life redemption. That ten, by the way, you may not have known it, but but uh, ten camels were sent. Isaac sent uh, uh, Abraham sent ten camels of goods to redeem Isaac's wife Rebecca. You know, Isaac was Abraham. Isaac Isaac is his son, and he wasn't married yet. And he was he wanted to get married. Abraham wanted him to get married. Abraham's servant went to Abraham and said, Abraham, we got to find we got we got to this boy got to be married. I, I, I'm going I'm gonna I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go back to your I'm going to go back to your kinsman. And I'm, he said, whatever you do, don't you go back there and find my, don't you dare go back there and find Isaac a wife from them. you got to find him a wife from somebody else. I know where I came from. That's not what the, Isaac's future is. By the way, excuse me, parents, but it's okay to be involved in the selection of who marries your children. Clap your hands if you, clap your hands if you're with me. If you're not, it don't matter. I know I'm right. Uh, I, I can leave that alone. All right, so look, it's amazing. He said, he said, go, he said, but, but when he did find, when he did find Rebecca, and he, it, it's an amazing story, he, he sent 10 camels loads of goods to replace her because he considered her that precious. Mm -hmm. So redemption, he redeemed her life from her family and the contribution of her life in her family with that 10 donkey loads of gifts. 10 is a, a very powerful number.
when it comes to redemption. Mm, ten donkeys. Yeah, Joseph, who's now second in control of Egypt, he sends ten donkeys back to his father with his brothers. Those ten donkeys had enough goods to bring them out of poverty forever and bring them into safety. Look at your neighbor and say, don't, 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 don't spend the tenth. Tell your neighbor, don't spend the tenth. That first tenth has redemption power. It has power over the rest. So I want you to, I'm saying this today because I want you to give attention. I want you to give focus to what you're doing with your money. Because human nature, we just get, we just, it just comes and we just spend, we just eat, we just do whatever. And we're not even thought about what God wants to bless you with. Don't, don't think that God doesn't want to answer your prayer. But some prayers don't get answered because you're not ready for the answer. One, you want to get ready for God's answer? Then manage what, what's coming in. Take a look at it. Add it up. Figure it out. Go to pen and paper. Okay, go to finger and phone, whatever it is. But look at it. Check it out. Because God wants you. By the way, did you know that part of the purpose of your life, in Genesis, when he talks about when he created man, part of the whole purpose of your life is to be able to manage. Management is part of your job description from heaven. Write it down. What you don't manage, you lose. What you don't manage, you lose. What you don't manage the way God wants you to manage you lose. Give attention to that tenth, man. Don't mess with that. That thing is precious because in it, you acknowledge the king of kings. You acknowledge the one whose blood has brought you out of the hand of the enemy. You acknowledge the one who wipes away your sin and looks at you like you never sinned because you believe. And because you believe, the natural outflow from there is you honor him with the tenth. If I could give you anything this morning, it will start turning your financial situation around. What are you doing with the first tenth? Let me put it another way. Who are you paying first? Whoever you pay first is acting like your Lord. Is it the car note? Is it the house note? Is it the, is it the doctor? It will, who, I'm not saying they not do what they're due. I'm merely talking about priority. You say, well, I got so many bills. If I give God 10th, I won't have enough to reach the rest. God did not make your bills. Tell your neighbor what I just said. God did not. He did not buy them tennis shoes on sale. He did not, Lord have mercy. He did not sign the contract for a car you could not afford. Tell your neighbor what I said. God didn't do that. God did not. He did not give you a lifestyle that you don't have the power to live in. He did not do it. He let you live. You breathing his, his air. Hello, somebody. Yeah, but uh, you making a decision. God makes you, lets you make some decisions. Has anyone here ever bought anything? Bought it home. Uh, didn't wear it yet because you were saving it for a special occasion. And uh, uh, three years later, the special occasion <laughs> never did. The, the special occasion never did occur. And it still got the ticket on it. 
Has anybody here, has anyone here ever bought a pair of shoes that you just loved when you bought them, but when you got them home, they didn't look the same? Tap the neighbor on the shoulder and say, God lets you and I make decisions. But if you want God's best, you got to give God his first. If you want his best from God, then God says, okay. By the way, everything starts with God because if you wouldn't, you wouldn't have anything to give if God hadn't given you grace in the first place. But God says, now that I've given you grace, he said, I want you to honor me as first. And if you do that, here's what I'm going to do for you. I, I'm going to open the windows of heaven. And I'm going to pour out. Can I put it, can I make it tra- translated for you? I'm going to pour out opportunity that you never had. I'm going to oh, I'm going to give you favor so that the things that you want to that you want to achieve and do and receive, you can have those things. By the way, tap your neighbor one time. Tell him God's not trying to keep you from anything. He's trying to get something to you. He wants to make you his billboard. Billboards, and I talked about that much, but he wants, he wants to make you his Facebook page. God wants you on his Instagram. I want to tell you, when you do things God's way, it is amazing. It is amazing what God can do. When God breathes on something, it multiplies. You don't believe that? You ask that little boy who gave those five fish and two loaves. By the time Jesus prayed for it, he fed 5,000. It's an amazing thing. Putting God first impacts your whole life. You want your day to go good? Start your day with God. Tell your neighbor what I say. Preach to him, would you please? You want your day to go good? Start your day with God. You want your day to be productive? Start your day with God. That's your choice. Said I can't just too early in the morning and go to bed. Hello, somebody. You want you want your life to change? Start your time. You want your time to count? Start the first moments of your time with God, and watch God do an amazing. Okay, I got hurt from um, So it doesn't look like I'm going to get to my story today. It's okay. I, I, by the grace of God, I'll get to it. So what, what are you going to do? I want you to consider what you do with the first. I want you to, I want you to give focus to what you and how you handle first. Money is power. Sometimes it's called currency. It's called currency because it's supposed to flow. When when money is stagnant, it doesn't grow unless it's in some instrument that uses it. Money by itself, not not only doesn't, doesn't it grow, it actually in time loses value. It only has value if you're if you've got it moving. You see, when you go to the grocery store, and you want to, and you you're, you know, you want to buy something. This the money you have, you know, when it moves from your hand into their hand, the exchange of that is what you receive, right? So that money keeps moving. You don't know how many hands that money that money's touched by the time it gets to you or somewhere else. Currency means it's flowing, 
And, and listen to me. If your money's going to, your money will flow, your money will grow according to where you make it flow. Your money will grow according to where you allow it to flow. So if you allow your money to flow in the street and it, it, you, just, you just lose it. And many times for an experience, you can't even remember the experience anymore. The thing that you buy that's old, I mean that's new, will become old. And if you don't use it, it becomes obsolete. So the, the scripture says like this, why do you spend your money on that which is not bread? Another way, to, another way to translate why do you spend your money on that which is worthless God wants to increase every single one of you in fact God shows who he is by the increase in your life God advertises his very nature by how well you're doing financially when you're not doing well financially, what does it say about your God? There are those of us who say, look, God loves you, and I want you to follow God, and God's going to bless your life. And then when they look at your life, and look at your shoes, and look at your car, and look at your home, and look at your financial situation, they say, well, if that's the God you're talking about, thank you. Thank you. Oh, but no, thank you. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But isn't it amazing when you when you people meet you from your past and you're doing so well? This happened to Carol and I. We were in California for a family reunion, not a, a class reunion, the college reunion. It was like uh, must have been 10, 15 years. College. We, we you know we came back and, and, and I, I'm, I'm walking around looking at people and they're looking at me like they, they got that frown on their face. Finally, one of them had courage. Said, "Man." I guess they were judging me for what, what they thought I was. I said, man, how'd you, how did you do that? How'd you get to where you are? One guy was so intrigued, he flew to Atlanta to see if it was real. He called me, this what happened. He called me on the phone. He said, he said, uh, Flynn, he didn't know Bishop. Flynn, he said, man, I'm down here at the Rich Carlton. I'm, I'm, my business, you're you still in town. I said, yeah, man. He said, come on, meet me for lunch. So I go and I meet Auburn for lunch. And I'm sitting there talking to Auburn. I drove up in, at that time, I drove up in my Porsche Cayenne. I sat down and he was like, finally, he said, oh, okay, man, okay. Just tell me how did you, how did you do this? In other words, he was saying is you weren't that smart in college. <laughs> you didn't have nothing last time I saw you. You wasn't that bright. <laughs> it's true. Folks, I want to tell you, well, you don't want to know where you Do not blame God and don't doubt him concerning his promises if we have not been obedient to him. God will do everything he said. He will keep his promises, but he will not reward disobedience. Tell your neighbor, preach to your neighbor, please, so I can sit down. Sit, God will keep his promises. God will keep his promises. 
but he will not reward disobedience. Okay, we're going to close this out. So here's what I'm going to close. Because a lot of people, um, I think I said this last week, when the Lord invites people to follow him, and they said, well, I do want to follow him. Yeah, I will, but first let me. Then Jesus attacks them. Come and follow me. He said, well, I, well I, I do want to follow you. But first, I got to take care of my family business. He said, the Lord, the Lord when, he, when he wants, when he calls for your life to be his, so your life can be blessed, so your life can radiate his honor, his promise, his glory. Man. I'm sorry, but God is just not taking second place. Tell you never what I said. He's not taking second place. It, 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 how many husbands in here? Raise your hand if you're a husband. If you're a husband in here. I'm talking about I'm a real husband. I mean, I mean, a husband. I mean, you married legally. Okay. I have to ask out these days, right? Because people think a marriage is where we just, get, we just come together and live together. Well, no, no. Covenant something totally different. Raise all covenant-keeping husbands in the, in, the, in, the, in the building today. Raise your hand and wave it at me so I can see. I got this light in my face. God bless you. God bless you. How many of you husbands will be fine if your wife says, Sweetheart, I'm go- you're mine and only mine. I'm going to love you and only you. Except one day of the year. One day of the year, I get to love the one I'm with. One day, just one day of the year. Hey, 364 days of the year, I'm yours, baby. And yours alone. But only, I only want one day. And wherever I go, whatever I do, you ain't got to call me, don't ask my phone, because I... Hey, Mark, what would you say about that, man? <laughs> say what? Hey, <laughs> that won't work. Well, man, you get it 364 days a year. <laughs> All she asking for is one day. About to tear up something back there. Hey, you think you 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 think you think that's interesting? Reverse it. Hey, ladies, how many of you you have a husband faithful to you? Three hundred and sixty. You first, and you you and you remain you re, you remain number one. You remain first, but on the three hundred and sixty-five days of the year, he get to go wherever he want to go. He can go to Miss Ruby's house. You know, he can go. He can dip whatever way how many of you ladies would say okay baby unfortunately we live in a time when too many women are agreeing to that arrangement my wife said this is where you tell hell no <laughs> I'm gonna stop but I want you to think about this because the Lord is greater than your husband or your wife. If he's a second thought, 
he's not Lord. If he's just in a reoccurrence, he's not Lord. If he's not the one who absolutely, without question, is first in your life, there's just no room for another first. And in your life, and even in your heart, you feel this way. I'm sorry. I want to be hers exclusively. I, I want to be hers exclusively. I want her to be mine exclusively. I get a little sideways when I see her talking to people sometimes. You know, I know she's faithful. But you know, but she got such an infectious smile. And you know, she know how to just, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting back like, You know, because a lot of tenderonies, they would love, Lord have mercy. What, what do they call an older woman? Uh, they would love a cougar every now and then. I'm sorry, I ain't talking to the right people. They don't know what I'm talking about, I guess. I guess. Take the hand of the person sitting next to you. First fruit season is about acknowledging God as first. The difference between first fruits and a tithe is very simple. A tithe is a measured amount. 10%. The principle is the same. I want to give that first 10%. But a first fruit is from your heart. It's not a measured amount. You, he allows you to determine. I get nervous. I think about God, you allowing me to determine my prosperity? Yep. You get the, he, and then he says this, give and it shall be what? How? What else? What else? Running up. Running up. Father, in the name of Jesus, would you shut the mouth of the enemy and open the ear of your people so that th they might become fruitful and prosperous. Would you calm every negative thought concerning your character, your purpose, and your intention toward our lives? Lord, would you chase away every fear of poverty that makes us act like we will never have anything more than what we have? Would you reignite dreams in this room today? All over the internet, would you, would you spark them to thinking about it differently? The God who created all things yet became humbled and received the payment of our sins and redeemed our soul. Lord, he became the sacrifice. And when, when he became the sacrifice, Lord, we acknowledge we became the redeemed. You bought us back from the hand of the enemy. And now, Father, you give us the opportunity to be your sons and daughters. Would you multiply, Lord? Would you... Would you multiply your grace and blessing over every person 
that says, yes, Lord, I will put you first and keep you first. Lord, for those that are praying, forgive me, Lord, for doubting you, for listening to my flesh, listening to negative speech, listening to those who mean me no good. Lord, would you turn our ear? Would you wake us up morning by morning, giving us the ear of a disciple? And we know how to give a word for the weary. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for those who will think about it differently in terms of their finances today. Shut the mouth of a liar that says the church only wants your money. And speak to your people, Lord, your voice that beckons them to prosperity and beckons them to fruitfulness and increase. No lack. Have an abundance full of every good thing for all of your purposes. Make it so, we pray in Jesus' name. And all the people said, amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Said, I want that, Lord.